Hey guys, it's me, Nasty Andy. Did you miss me? <laughs> well, I missed you guys. Let's just jump right into this segment. It's called Head Strong. Feed your mind positive words of affirmation. Encourage yourself to keep going and fight. Remember guys, words are very powerful. Be careful how you use them. Speak kindly, wisely, and in love. I just want to jump right into this um, because I think this is very important for me to share, you know, a lot of my traumas and my PTSD and, and, and just prove to you and show you my, and show my listeners that, you know, you can go through hell. You can go through hell and back and, and still live a great life. I promise you, you can fall, but you can always rise. Okay, so this is one of my experiences of, excuse me, of um, my PTSD. So I was 10 years old and I have an older brother that I don't really talk about. He is five years older than me. Um, He was 15 at the time. And... My brother suffered from mental illness. Um, he suffered from schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And, you know, I knew that he suffered from the mental illness at a young age. It's just back in the 90s, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, uh, spoken about. It, you know, not very many people even knew so much about the, these uh, disorders, you know, so... My brother, I have two brothers. I have um, an older brother and then I have another brother who's about 18 months older than me. And uh, we were all home and my older brother said something to me and was disrespecting me. So me, the tiny little thing that I am, I didn't care who you were, how big you were. um, I was going to stand up for myself and, and I'll never back down. So my brother didn't like that. And, you know, he started chasing me. And so I ran. And my bedroom was right off to the right of the kitchen. So you had to go through the kitchen to get to my room. So as I'm running, you know, he stops in the kitchen and he grabs um, a chef's knife. And he the look in his eyes was like pure evil. So I continued to run. Finally, I got into my room and I slammed the door shut and I locked it. And my first reaction was, you know, he's going to bust down this door. So I have, you know, really strong legs and I always have since I was a kid. So I leaned back onto the door and put all my pressure onto the door, you know, and I'm just like holding the door with my legs because I'm like, he's going to just bust through here. Well, then all of a sudden, as my head is leaned up against the door, I just heard and looked over and I just seen a blade literally millimeters away from my head. It even brushed my hair and then he pulled the knife back out. And 
I'm only 10 years old. So I'm thinking to myself, like, what the hell, you know, like, and, and what do I do next? You know, I, I had to, my mind just went into like this mode of like, okay, Andrea, what do we do? So then it got silent and I waited a minute and I didn't think he was going to be, you know, by the door. So I opened up the door and stepped out and I see my brother standing there and I'm trying to calm him down. I'm trying to talk him down and, and tell him, I'm sorry, you know, I, I didn't know it hurt you that bad. Um, please stop. Don't try to hurt us. Don't try to hurt yourself. And he began to cut himself with the knife. And this was very traumatic. It was very traumatizing. You know, I, I was terrified for not only for my life, but for my own brother's lives, you know, and it was one of those things too, where, um, I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't talk to anybody about it. I just, you know, kept it a secret because I knew in the back of my mind that if I were to tell somebody or tell my parents, my brother would have got sent away. And that was the last thing I wanted for my brother. Um, I didn't want to see him, you know, suffer and, and have to, you know, pay, uh, pay for those consequences of his actions, you know, and I just didn't want to see that. So I kept that secret for many years. I didn't tell my, uh, parents about it until I was literally in my thirties a couple years ago. So, you know, it, it really did. It, it bothered me for so many years because I had to keep that secret. And also, you know, I survived death. I dodged the bullet. I literally, and, and being 10 years old and experiencing that, you know, I was, I was terrified of, you know, violence. I became very, um, emotional and I didn't like it to when, I'd see, you know, violence on TV or violence around me. Like it got to the point where I literally, I couldn't even see blood. You know, I would pass out because I'd see it. And I just, you know, I was terrified of, you know, what other people could do to you. Well, come to find out, you know, years down the road, um, my older brother got into black magic, um, voodoo, Santa Martha. And I'm only telling you guys this because I'm getting raw and real with you. And, and you guys need to wake up and, and realize that there are bad people. There is evil in the world. Okay, guys. And it can literally be, be your own flesh and blood. So just know this. Okay. 
And when I say words are very powerful, they are. You can use words in a very negative way and, and they will manifest into what you want them to be. And as a kid, you know, I've told you guys that I've had a gift. Um, well, come to find out my brother, he ended up going to some curanderas, some brujas, which are, you know, witches that practice magic. And there's good witches and there's bad. Well, he ended up getting involved in, you know, the dark side. And he ended up getting these women against me. And as a group, they came together to target me and cause me pain and um, try to ruin my life. And... It was, you know, I knew about it. I, I I could sense it for years. I didn't really, you know, look into it as much because I was like, you know, there's no way my own brother could be doing this to me. But then, you know, I started digging deeper into um, magic and, you know, how powerful it really is. And then I started seeing the signs like, oh my gosh, you know, like I had symptoms of... Uh, black magic being uh, manifested on me. So, you know, I started looking more and more into it. And that's when I really became even more religious because I knew that like a woman of God, a child of God, nobody could hurt me. So I began, you know, fighting back. And, uh, you know, it was for years, it was literally 13 years that I had to fight because my brother had some kind of vendetta against me. Um, it was, you know, resentment, hatred, jealousy, um, because I had a gift and he didn't, and he knew about it because these witches had told him she has a gift. She's, you know, she's a special person. So he wanted to take that all away from me. So for years I was targeted and I had people, complete strangers that didn't even know who I was, um, putting bad juju out on my name and trying to ruin my life and, and keep me at a low vibration, low vibrational frequency so I could never stand in my power and become who I am becoming today. So I just want you to know this, guys, that there are bad people in the world. There is evil. There are people that will be jealous of your progress and who you are as a person. But here's the thing. Don't let them dim your light. Don't let them dull your shine. Don't let them take from you what's rightfully yours. Okay? Celebrate you and your accomplishments. Look back at all you have overcome. Put it all in the past. You're a warrior. You're a fighter. Keep going. Surround yourself with high vibrational frequency people. Find your vibrational match. Move with grace and flow. I like to see myself as the Joan of Arc of the world. <laughs> she was a badass. 
I will fight for you and go to war for love. That's what I'm doing in this world, guys. That is my duty to fight for love and world and world world peace and justice. Here's a quote. They fear love because it creates a world they cannot control. I love that. Fight for love. Love for yourself and others. I can't express this enough, guys. Love is the answer to it's the missing link. It's love is the answer to to all. Okay? And another thing, forgiveness. You know, even you know my brother did what he did to me, I still forgive him. Even you know my brother um, hated me and had resentment towards me and jealousy towards me, I don't hold on to that negative energy. I don't hold on to that emotion of hate. Because at the end of the day, you're putting energy towards that person and towards the situation. I don't hate him. I forgive him. I know that he was going through his own emotional, mental um, traumas. And I forgive him for that. So don't hold on to what you guys cannot control. Okay? Um, and, And remember that if you have room in your heart for forgiveness, you have room in your heart for love. And my older brother, he is homeless and he lives in the streets of Denver. And yeah, it hurts to know that my older brother, his life is so uh, terrible and he lives, you know, he doesn't have his own home. And, you know, that hurts, That, that, that breaks my heart. But at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do for him. There's nothing my family can do for him. He's got to do it for himself. And that's just what you got to remember, guys, is if people don't want the help, we can't help them because they got to be able to pick themselves back up and do the work themselves. Put in that time, put in that, that effort and that work to be better, to be a better version of yourself. Stand in your power, take control of your emotions. Remember guys, you are in charge of your emotions. And if you need mental help, seek it, go find it, get mental help. Help. It is so important to do so. Um Jumping into, I'm a firm believer of if a person prays for you, stick with them, whether it's platonic, romantic, but if somebody prays for you, they're on your side. They love you. So don't forget that. Another thing, if they support your passions, your career, keep them. And I say this because 
you know, a lot of people feel like they're alone. But once you find those people, your soul tribe, those people that actually matter and 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 remind you how great of a person you are and to keep going, follow your dreams, follow your passions. Those are the ones, those are your soul tribe. Those are the ones that matter in your life. Um, you know, I was talking to my friend about this and we were talking about, you know, uh, relationships nowadays and, you know, like with social media. Okay. So my friend had asked me, well, you know, how do you feel about your man having a social, having social media platforms? Um, which, and I had told her, I was like, you know, I, the way I see it is I don't mind having a man that is sexy or gorgeous or, you know, funny or influential, um, or every woman wants him. Like, I don't mind that because at the end of the day, (laughs) you're mine, Poppy, and I'm yours. So that's just the way I see it. But I just see so much um, chaos going on nowadays with social media, you know, it's a lot of the times you have to be able to detach from, you know, the internet and reality. And that, that's just the thing is a lot of people don't know how to detach from that. So, you know, they, they become obsessed Um, with social media and, you know, lurking and whatnot. But here's the thing. It's if, if that person is making you feel uncomfortable in a relationship, speak to them about it. Talk to them. Communication is key. Let them know that you don't like it and that, you know, it bothers you because that's you standing up for yourself and, and, and you're telling them how to respect you. And if it's a constant issue, then the person's not meant for you. Okay, so just remember that, guys, too. know your worth, know your value, cut it off if you need to. Um, Me, mama don't compete for anyone's time or attention. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. Um, So if there's another girl, she can have you, baby boy. I don't want you. Okay, so if there's another girl that's, you know, keeping you occupied and, and you're entertaining her, then bye, bye, bye. (laughs) Like I'm a very, uh, I'm a very strong, dominant woman. Like I don't, I'm an alpha female. I don't compare myself to other broads. Okay. That's a no, no, because here's the thing. I'll never be them and I don't ever want to be them. I'm myself. I'm just me. Unapologetically. (laughs) All right, guys. So this book, I want to close this, uh, this podcast off with, it's called Acts of Faith. It's a book I've been reading. It's life changing. But I want to read you this page and leave you with this here's a here's a quote from the first page sitting in a sacred place means you must sit alone there are times when we each have 
sacred blessings to learn. These are the lessons that will push us to the limit of our greatness. At these times, it may seem that others are abandoning, rejecting, or criticizing us without just cause. They are, they are not. No matter how hard we try, we can't seem to do, say, or be what others expect of us. We can't. The harder we try to pull others to us, the further they move away. The more we try to fix things, the worse they seem to get. What we must do at these very sacred times is pull back, withdraw, and prepare to grow. Our lessons are very sacred. They are the basic ingredient of our greatness. To accept them, we must be open. To receive them, we must be willing. To understand them, we must be alone. Here's an affirmation. I am sitting in a sacred place. So don't forget that, guys. Okay? A lot of our hardships emotionally, mentally, um, all our traumas that we've, you know, experienced, they were all lessons. And they were all... Um, things that had to happen in our lives to make us who we are today and, and make us stronger. So don't forget that. Remember, be love. Be empathetic. You never know what someone's going through. Mental health matters. Be kind. Love yourself. Love others. Learn forgiveness. I love you. Namaste.